0: Welcome back Giants fans week number 15 game reaction the Giants fall to the Cowboys by a score of 6 to 21 which is not really a surprise. It kind of went the way I expected, honestly. I did not really expect Dallas to hang many points on us, and I did not expect us to put up many points. So I expected a bit more than six. I was hoping for at least one touchdown, but we did not see that couple of Graham Gano field goals, and that was the offense for the day. We almost got a late touchdown with Jake Fromm in there. We'll talk about him later. Hopefully, for those who are season ticket holders and went to the game, enjoyed your soda. I know they gave out the medium-free soda. I mean, sometimes soda's difficult because it depends on. We're going on a whole soda tangent here, so if you want to skip ahead, go ahead. But you know, sometimes when you get it out of like a machine, there's too much syrup, there's not enough syrup. Sometimes it tastes flat, so it's always tricky with a machine. At least when you get it in like a Coke or Pepsi bottle you know what you're getting. But I saw Justin Panic, another fellow Giants fan. I'm sure most of you know him from Talking Giants. He gave the soda a 7.5 out of 10, which is respectable. You'd hope for better, of course, after paying thousands of dollars for season tickets. But hey, you know, 7.5, not that bad. You could do worse. And as I've said in the past, I have not been to a Giants game since 2015, and I have no regrets. I am not giving John Mayer my money for the product they put out on the field. I know that the tailgates are fun, and it's a good atmosphere, and there's good people, of course, good Giants fans. But no. I'm not giving the guy my money. If someone wants to take me, sure, maybe I'll do that. But I'm not giving John Mara any of my money. Anyway, let's get into the week 15 recap against Dallas. Some big news here with an injury. Sterling Shepard, Achilles injury. I saw it the second it happened. I was watching with my dad. And I go, oh God, Shepherd's out for the year because at this point, when someone gets hurt, especially on a team that's four and nine, four and ten, they're pretty much out for the year. So I said, Oh, he's done for the year. But it's it's worse than I thought. He was in the middle of running a route, non-contact, just dropped to the ground, and it was like, Oh, geez, this is not good. And, and Shepherd, we know, has had plenty of injuries as a Giant, and he's the longest tenured Giant right now. But his his you know his future with the Giants right now isn't a serious question. It's not really his fault. He's on a big contract. I think there's one year left after this. And as I said, he just can't stay on the field. It's a shame because I like Shepard a lot. He's very easy to root for. Once again, longest tenure, Giant's been here since 2016, former second round pick. But the kid does not stay healthy and that's it's a shame I do hope Shepard recovers and gets to go to a good team because the guy has endured so much losing here he had the 11 and 5 rookie season but after that the Giants have been just a awful NFL franchise so hopefully Stone Shepard can just come back and sign with the Chiefs or the the Packers and be their wide receiver too and maybe go out there and win, win a Super Bowl we'll see if he can recover and if he comes back but it also would not shock me if this is like a serious Achilles tear if he wants to retire I mean look the guys made a ton of money I remember that Shepard has a wife that's like a a model of some sort and she makes a ton of money so like it's not like the guy's in this from the money anymore I feel like so if Shepard wants to retire I think he has a kid maybe two now I mean, look, I get it, honestly. So we'll see what happens, but I do hope he gets to come back if he wants to and gets to help a good team because I'm sure the guy's tired of losing and he's still a good player when he's out there when he's healthy. Um, we didn't see him much today. He drew a pass interference, but we didn't see much of Shepard today. He caught one pass from uh, from Fromm at the end, but you know it was like Shepard and Galladay were not even out there. It's it's pretty sad. We saw Galladay had like three catches in this game, fifty something yards, but. I believe the biggest catch was on the last drive. Once again, Jake Fromm giving him the fifty-fifty ball. He he caught it, so that was great, but the game was pretty much out of reach at that point. So it was pretty much the entire offense was handoffs to the running back and dump offs to the running back. That's pretty much the entire offense. So it was kind of bad to watch obviously it's like the Dallas corners had nothing to do we saw Trayvon Diggs get his 10th interception so congrats to him I don't know if that was a catch if it, it felt like it wasn't a catch but like I don't know because I personally thought Mike McCarthy was doing his player a solid by just challenging the call and see if they can get it overturned and I figured like there's no way but of course they overturned it it was an interception but the Giants kind of had a similar call on a Kenny Galladay catch later in the game on the comeback route he didn't like complete the process or whatever but the call of the catch I have no idea. Idea. No one knows what a catch is in the NFL anymore. It changes every week. So anyway, so we'll start with the Giants offense like we always do. Mike Lennon is unplayable. I have seen enough. Um yeah, look, Mike Lennon is not a good backup quarterback. I think we've hopefully seen the last of him. I think going forward, it's, it's gonna be Jake Fromm. I don't know how you go back to Glennon after the embarrassment we saw today. The pass he had to Shepard was so terrible, not only because it was double coverage, but because it was inaccurate too. So the decision-making was terrible and the pass was terrible. So that's two negatives right there. And no double negatives are not a positive when you're playing quarterback. That was just an awful play. Um, We'll talk about Jake Fromm real quick. So Jake Fromm, you know, he wasn't amazing, but I thought played pretty well. Now we have to acknowledge that this was one drive. It was against prevent defense. You know, the corners were playing 10, 15 yards off. Most quarterbacks are going to look good in this situation. So I would have felt a lot better if they were able to execute in the red zone. But in typical Giants fashion, they were not. But Jake Fromm was 6 of 12, 82 yards. This is actually crazy. So Mike Glennon, who played three quarters, I would say, you know, three quarters and how many minutes was it? Like three quarters and like 11 minutes, 12 minutes anyway. So, you know, basically Jake Fromm came in with like three minutes, 30 seconds left, something like that. And Fromm nearly surpassed Glennon in passing yards. So Glennon was 13-24, 99 yards, and Jake Fromm was 6-12 of for 82 yards. So, of course, Mike Glennon had the three interceptions. I talked about the one, the shepherd, that was terrible. There was one that was tipped up, and um, I forget who hit it, who intercepted it. I don't know, but... Forget forget how the other one happened, but yeah, Glennon was awful. I, I really just don't know how you can go forward with that guy, and I don't know why Jake Fromm couldn't play sooner. There's going to be the argument of like he doesn't know the playbook, but I don't know. I, I just feel like the guy's been here for like three weeks now. Like He might as well just put him out there. Sometimes there's teams that have to acquire a quarterback and start him in the same week, so it's possible. I feel like the Giants are making excuses to not play Jake Fromm, but that's what we pretty much want to see as fans because Mike Glennon is just – It's awful. We just don't want to see it anymore. So hopefully going forward, when the Giants play at Philly next week, we see Jake Fromm as the starting quarterback for the Giants. Will Hernandez is another guy that can go. The Giants need a new right guard in 2022. We know that. Like Will Hernandez had a weird career. He started out as a rookie and showed a lot of promise. He actually had a pretty good rookie year and then just kind of like slowly declined as time went on. This is like the worst year he's having. It's very odd that in year 4 this man's declining. I know he made kind of a position change from left guard to right guard, but it's only because the guy was not playing good at right guard or left guard. So, yeah, I mean, Will Hernandez is in a contract year. He was basically a first round pick. He was the second pick of the second round and I'll be honest, look, I wanted the guy. I wanted Will Hernandez. I'm not a scout. What the hell do I know? But, you know, Will Hernandez I thought was a good pick, but he has not panned out at all, and I just don't see a reason to bring him back unless it's like a backup piece or something. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. Will Hernandez probably will be somewhere else next year, and knowing the Giants, he'll probably flourish on a different team, so I I don't know. You know, for some reason, when, when players leave this organization, they play a lot better. Probably says a lot about the coaching and whatnot, so... Will Hernandez, I mean, got to be better. Let up a terrible, I think it was actually Will Hernandez's fault that Mike Glennon had the interception that was tipped up because DeMarcus Lawrence, I believe it was, beat him. And as Glennon was throwing the ball, it was Will Hernandez's man that was hitting Mike Glennon's arm and the ball got popped up. So Will Hernandez has to be better, but I feel like his Giants career might be over. The Giants had four turnovers and Dallas had one. So, of course, they won the turnover battle four to one. Well, technically, we lost it four to one. Dallas won it four to one. So the Giants, of course, you know, the quarterback plays terrible, but we also saw Saquon Barkley with his first career fumble on a great play by the defense. It was Demarcus Lawrence again, I believe, punching the ball out at the right time. And I thought Andrew Thomas recovered it, but he did not. So, Saquon Barkley's first career fumble. I mean, Saquon had a drop in this game, too. Some people said he dropped it on purpose. I don't know if that's the case because it was a simple throw to the flat and there was a guy who was going to hit him behind them. And I feel like he may have heard the footsteps and dropped it or just made a business decision. I have no idea. Maybe he dropped it on purpose. I don't know. So, I don't know. But I'm not thrilled when I see that the generational running back we have is dropping passes. I don't like seeing that. But hey, maybe he dropped it on purpose. I don't know. Kenny Galladay barely exists out there. I want to see his targets, actually, because it's just it just feels like Kenny Galladay is not even a part of this football team sometimes. I mentioned that he was targeted a couple times when Jake Fromm came in, but before the final drive of this game, Kenny Galladay had one catch. So he finished the day with seven targets, three catches, 53 yards, which isn't awful. But when you realize that Basically, 80% of that came in the final drive once again. That's when you're like, oh, well, that's not very good. So why didn't they utilize Kenny Galladay the first three and a half quarters? I don't know, but that's really a Giants issue, a Ferdy Kitchens issue, a a quarterback issue with Mike Lennon. I don't know. So Kenny Galladay has to be used more. It's pretty bad. Matt Parrott had a horrendous false start. The Giants were going to go for it on fourth and one. They were on their own, like 25, 30-yard line. And, of course, Matt Parrott, at the worst time possible, has a false start. The Giants got pushed back to a fourth and six, and I still have, like, the memory of Saquon Barkley being like, what the f—like, you know, these guys are just pissed. Like, so many—there are so many mistakes on this team that are made, and I feel bad for these guys, but I don't know. Just, it's—there's no discipline out here. You would hope that Joe Judge, who's supposed to be this disciplinary head coach— would help this team not have so many dumb penalties. But of course, Matt Parrott just has a terrible one on a fourth and one when you can't have that. It's the one thing you can't have. So yeah, the Giants offense is averaging 13.4 points per game over their past four. That's terrible, obviously. Not good for the modern day NFL. Um, that's probably the worst in the NFL, actually. So yeah, I know that, you know, Daniel Jones was the starter for two of those games. One of those games, he had a, a hurt neck. And then the other two was... Uh, Mike Lennon, the guy who has too much neck. So, yeah, I mean, I, I know the quarterback situation is not great here, but the fact that we have these weapons of Galladay's been here, Shepard's been in these games, Saquon's been in these games, and you can't put up more than 13 points per game is embarrassing. It really is. So, I don't know. I mean, a lot of changes have to be made, and I don't think Freddie Kitchens has proven anything to be back here next year. I'm sure the Giants will be looking for a new O.C., hopefully a new head coach too, but the head coach part I don't expect, but the Giants should have a new OC in 2022, and the Giants as an organization have five straight 10-plus loss seasons, so of course having the 17th game instead of 16 does not help our case, but the Giants, before Christmas once again, have reached a 10-loss season, and it's gotten very embarrassing here. There's people that want to make it seem like the Giants are fine. They're moving in the right direction sometimes. Even coming into this year, people were like, oh, things are good. It's changed and you're too negative. But, but like, it, it's embarrassing out here. I don't know how people put up with this. It's like, the Giants have broken me as a fan. I'm watching these games and just have no emotion anymore. I just like barely care. It's like, it's it's sad, honestly. I used to like... I'm a person that has broken my remotes. I have broken a phone over the over this team, and now I just watch these games. I don't even care. It's like it's so sad how I, how I went from here to like just not caring anymore. So it's frustrating. But hopefully one day we fix that and the Giants actually have a competitive product on the field because it's just it's a joke. This team's an embarrassment, and the Giants make it even worse by offering this medium free soda to season ticket holders. As I mentioned, it's kind of like a meme. The Giants are a meme to the NFL now. So. It's pretty sad how far we've come because when I first became a Giants fan, even like a few years into my Giants fandom, the Giants were such a classy, do-everything-right sort of organization, always competitive, and now it's like, whoa. Who, who are these guys? Like, it's just, it's terrible how far they've fallen, and a lot of it's the owner. It starts there, so, I mean, yeah, John Mara has made a plenty of terrible decisions, and it's pretty much his own fault. There's some bad luck involved, of course, but a lot of it stems from John Mara's incompetence, and that's kind of where we're at right now, and they have a chance to really change things this offseason and make the right changes, but they won't because I'm sure Joe Judge will be back here in 2022 when Joe Judge has shown me nothing that the guy's a good head coach, so we're going to make the same mistake over and over again. And that's pretty much the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And the Giants have pretty much defined insanity the past five or six years. So that's pretty much it. So onto the Giants defense, we saw a great game out of Lorenzo Carter, part of that great 2018 class by Dave Gettleman there. So Lorenzo Carter, for some reason, only seems to show up against the Cowboys. He had that awesome interception the first meeting at Dallas, and he almost had another one today. He, he batted up another pass and almost came down with it against Dak Prescott. Also had two sacks in this game, so he was big. Lorenzo Carter is a guy that is also in a contract year like Will Hernandez. And I don't know if he'll be back. It would not shock me if he's not back because he has not proven that much. Of course, he was coming off an injury last year. Actually, coming into this year, he was coming off an injury last year. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll be back or not, but this was a nice game for him and it should help him get paid a bit more. So good for Lorenzo Carter on a personal note. Dallas was eight for 14 on third down. It seemed like it was one of those frustrating games where we got Dallas in a third and medium or third and long sometimes. Not like Terribly long, but like a third and eight, third and nine. And it seems like every time they got in that situation, Dak Prescott had three, four, five seconds to throw, and they got their first down. Dalton Schultz was very often just sitting open in the middle of the field, and they would just throw it. He would pretty much get into his chest, and it was a first down for the Cowboys. So that was frustrating. The Giants were outgained on first downs 23 to 15. So Dallas was really good at moving the ball. I saw Dallas had, like, their longest drive of the season. It was only, uh, it only led to a field goal, unfortunately, for them, so that was the, the downside for that. But, you know, Dallas had the ball for a lot in this game, it felt like, and they kept getting a lot of first downs, and we did not. So that's pretty much what's changed the game. But, like, the, the Cowboys' offense was not phenomenal today. They put up, like, 315 or something total yards. It wasn't great, so... The Giants defense was kind of good, but also had some pretty embarrassing moments as well. Um, The Ezekiel Elliott touchdown, the first one, well, he only scored one, but the Zeke touchdown was an embarrassing effort by certain players on the Giants. I mean, they know who they are. If you go back and watch that replay, there's guys that can't shed their blocks, guys taking terrible angles. Like I'll call them out right now. Like guys like Tay Crowder, uh, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence had, you know, just no interest in shedding their blocks. I, I feel like they're, they were just kind of just there for the ride. They were just letting their letting the guy blocking them take them where they want to go. They didn't really care. There was no effort. And then you had the safeties. Logan Ryan was awful on that play. He pretty much blocked himself. He ran into a block um, from, not Blake Jarwin, from Dalton Schultz. He um, basically ran into a block. So, like, I'm like, what are you doing there? And then Xavier McKinney took a very questionable angle as well. So the Zeke uh, touchdown, which was like a 15, 12, 13, 14-yard touchdown, whatever it was, that was an embarrassing play by a lot of members on this defense, and it's not like the Giants are quitting out there, but it's like, what the hell are they doing? Like, it's it's like, we had this problem against the Chargers, too. I sat here and said, these guys cannot shed their blocks in the run game, and here I am saying the same thing against Dallas, and Tony Pollard had a great, um, a couple of great runs as well. So we've seen this problem continuously happen um, because these guys can't shed their blocks you know dave gettleman took over this job in december 2017 and, and got on the microphone and said you got to run the ball stop the run pressure the passer and it's like we don't do any of those things it's we're still here four off seasons later and we don't do any of those things at at a, at a high level like the giants still have no identity it's the worst like our identity is being a clown franchise these days but like we don't have like a good identity so I don't know. It's, it's frustrating once again. Quincy Roche and Aziz Ojalari combined for a sack. Neither of the tackles for Dallas blocked on that play. It was very weird. They might have been blocking, like, the inside guys, but they let the edge rushers go free, and Dak Prescott was just a sitting duck, and they got a free sack out of that. So it's it's cool to see the rookies uh, combine for a sack, though. As usual, I mentioned this play. Nobody, uh... Was able to shed their block on the Zeke touchdown. That frustrated me, and I thought James Bradbury had a good game. Um, I'm sure for the majority of the time he was on Amari Cooper, and Cooper had like a two catch game for like 20 something yards. He didn't do much, so you know C.D. Land did not kill us the way he usually does. He dropped a couple passes in this game, so that helped. Um, Michael Gallup had a couple nice catches, but you know once again Dallas's offense was not great. It was mostly Dalton Schultz and some Dak Prescott, and the running backs played pretty well, but. You know, outside of that, the Giants' defense wasn't horrendous, but, like, they have to do so much. It was funny. This actually popped in my head right as I was saying this. So, I remember seeing a tweet. This is from Zach Rosenblatt. Leonard Williams said this about the Giants' defense. We know that we have to dominate on defense to win games, quote-unquote. So... Even the team knows that unless they're dominating on defense, they can't win because their offense is so bad. And I get that Daniel Jones is out and it sucks. I get it. But like, let's not act like the Giants had a great offense when Daniel Jones was here. The Giants were not scoring over 30 points ever. Um, there were plenty of games here when Daniel Jones was the quarterback, when they were putting up uh, embarrassing offensive numbers. So it's not like it's just a Mike Glennon problem. Like the, the problems root deeper than just like bad quarterback plays. So you know it's annoying, and the Giants have done this for a while where their offense has not been good for a long time. Like the last time the Giants had like a really good offense was like 2015. And that year, the Giants had a horrendous defense, which is ironic because it's the opposite now. So, you know, the Giants had a bad record back then. They had a decent offense, a league average offense in 2019 with Pat Shermer. But like that, you know, it it didn't last because Shermer got fired. So now it's Jason Garrett, it's, it's Freddie Kitchens, and it's just you know we've been a bottom five offense here since the start of 2020 and it's frustrating so i don't know why the giants can never put up a good offensive game i know mike lennon's a part of the problem but damn like you know, we could at least once in a while put up a 30 point game against some bad teams like we we've played bad defenses in the past and we just don't put up great numbers it's not like dallas's defense is tremendous like they're pretty good in points against but like I don't know. I don't respect Dallas's defense the way I do like the Patriots or the Buffalo Bills or something like that. Like, I don't hold them to that level. So, you know, Dallas doesn't have an elite defense. but It's pretty good, but not elite. But damn, like six points, it's, it's terrible. So, you know, once again, I just don't know how John Mara watches what's going on here and is content bringing back Joe Judge and pretty much making no changes outside of the general manager spot. And, you know, once again, when they fire Dave Gettleman, they're probably going to hire somebody that works with Joe Judge in New England or just some guy that John Mayer is comfortable with. So it's not going to be a big change either way. So I, I'm just not even like confident and, and feel good about the changes they're going to make, because I just don't think John Mayer is going to make the decision he should make. He's going to make a decision that's comfortable for him and one that's good for Joe Judge. And they'll just go along. You know, it's, it's not the right thing to do, I feel like. And. It's annoying. It really is because I want this team to make the right choices. And as I said before, they could really make all the right choices this off season. They can hire a GM that's a good one, you know, once again, Ed Dodds, Mike Borganzi, one of those guys, and give that guy the keys to the organization and say, hey, you know, bring us to the promised land. Make make the right decisions, and John Merrick can step aside and let this new GM make the decisions for this organization. But that will never happen. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. So um, it, it's stuff like that where you know that possibility is out there, but John Merrick just won't do it. That's why it's so annoying as a Giants fan. And until that man gets out of the way, this team will probably not be that good. And actually, Tom Brady throws another pick against the Saints. I don't know what it is with Tom Brady versus Saints. He can't face that defense. I really don't know. Anyway. Yeah, John Mayer is going to make the wrong decision, probably. And we'll talk about this once the decisions are made, once a new GM is hired, if Joe Judge is fired. We'll talk about these things in, in January, February, as things go down. But I just have no confidence that they're going to make the right decision. So I, I just don't know what to say. I don't feel confident. And there's three more games left this year. So it's going to be real fun, a real fun finish. I think we're at Philly next week. Then we're at Chicago or home for Chicago. I forget, honestly. Might be at Chicago. And then we're home for Washington in week 18. So, you know, the Giants might be a four win team this year. They might be. And knowing John Mayer, he'll blame everything on injuries. And it's not going to be anybody's fault. But, you know, this, this team needs a, a rebuild. They need to start fresh, clean house. I said this before Gettleman gone, Judge gone, Jones gone, Barkley gone, Will Hernandez gone. Just. There's a lot of people on this team that need to go, and I'm not just saying that to be like uh, I hate Gettleman I want all of his guys gone. But like, no, this this team would benefit to be without those guys. They're they're not part of a winning culture. Like every time I look at Saquon Barkley, it's like I think of the terrible mistake they made on draft night. It's terrible. Like I, I I root for the guy, but it's like I can't look at Barkley and be like, oh, you definitely screwed up our franchise by you know having one of the worst picks in franchise history. So I don't know. It's not Saquon's fault. I don't hold it against him personally, but you know it's just a kind of a symbolization of how things went wrong and daniel jones same thing i remember when the giants drafted jones and i sat there with a blank stare in my face for two minutes straight and just like in disbelief you know so every time i look at those guys it just brings me back to the the dark days and i, I could you know i could change my opinion if the giants were actually a good team and they were winning games and and barkley and jones were the core of that. I would be like, okay, good decisions. You guys, you know, Dave Gittleman made the right choices, but the Giants are such a bad football team that I, I can't even sit here and say that. So I think the Giants should make some massive changes this year. And I'm not like a fire everybody type guy. I know a lot of times with New York sports fans, you probably think we all just want everybody fired. I'm, I'm not like that. Like I was making cases for Pat Shermer to stay in 2019. Um, I don't like when people get fired. It, it sucks, but like at the same time, you have to do what's best for your organization. And keeping Gettleman, keeping Judge, and keeping some of these players I listed is just not good for the Giants organization. Like I want to get back to winning and doing it the right way. I want to rebuild the right way. If there's a great trade out there for Russell Wilson, sure, make it happen. But I'm not gonna give away. I'm not gonna give away my entire future for Russell Wilson. So. You know there's going to be opportunities that will present themselves this offseason, and there's definitely some coaching changes that should be made and things like that. But will John Mayer do it? Probably not. So I'm just getting my hopes up once again for nothing, anyway. That'll do it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. I guess, congrats to Dallas fans for having a great season. And I, I go back to this as well like, the Giants were projected seven wins this year. And I think Dallas was like eight or nine. So like they were close, but look how different they are. One team's 10 and four and one's four and 10. So it's like, wow, we really suck. So yeah, that'll do it for the video. And I'll talk to you guys next time.